Hello, welcome along to Claire Mansfield's Radioactivity. This week, part two of my David Bowie special, spanning the years from 79 to 2016. And this week, we're going to start with a track from Scary Monsters and Super Creeps, Because You're Young.
Kojo Young from Scary Monsters. That was the 14th studio album by Bowie, released in September 1980 on RCA Records. It was his final studio album on the label and his first following the so-called Berlin trilogy of Low, Heroes and Lodger. Welcome along to Claire Mansfield's Radio Activity, two whole hours of David Bowie. And we move along to the album Let's Dance, I'd Chosen Without You. From Let's Dance, that album was nominated for Album of the Year Grammy Award in 1984, but it lost out to Michael Jackson's Thriller, and it sold 10.7 million copies worldwide, making it Bowie's best-selling album. And at one point, Bowie described the album as, quote, a rediscovery of white English art school student meets black American funk, a kind of refocusing of young Americans. So 
as the world falls down from the Labyrinth soundtrack released in 86. Um, the first audio CD release of that was in 89 and it was the second of three soundtrack releases in which Bowie had a major role uh, following Christian F and preceding the Buddha of Suburbia.
Hello, if you've just joined me, this is Claire Mansfield's Radioactivity on RaidersBroadcast.com with part two of my David Bowie special, uh, and we're looking at the years between 1979 and his final release of Black Star in 2016. I just played from the album tonight, Loving the Alien, uh, the 16th studio album by Bowie, uh, originally released in September 1984, and he described the album released immediately after his previous album's tour wrapped up as an effort to, quote, keep my hand in, so to speak, and to retain the new audience that he had recently acquired. Although the album was another immediate commercial success, it reached number one in the UK albums chart in 84, it received mostly poor reviews from music critics, and Bowie did express dissatisfaction with it in later years. I know there are a number of, of, of set pieces in the show, and I'm thinking about Bang Bang, Heroes, Fashion, Fame, yeah. and so on. Uh, people who see the show will have their own favourites. Is there any one that you would choose today? Funnily enough, the two quietest moments are my two favourite moments, I think, because they're so simple and the devices we use were so simple, but I feel they're the most satisfactory. Um, and they're to do with performance rather than dance, and they would be Never Let Me Down um, and uh, Heroes, which I feel are quite lovely moments. Uh, Heroes specifically because on a dark night, which um, fortunately for me, a lot of our American shows are going to be in the dark, which is super because two of the pieces involve old footage that I shot in Russia when I was uh, travelling through it in 1974, which get completely missed when we do it in the daylight, <laughs> naturally. Um, so it just looks like we've got a big sail up in the background. But in a dark show, you actually see, oh, heavens, there's images projected on those screens. <laughs> there's a quite poignant piece of footage of an old Mongolian with a hanky in his hand waving goodbye to his family as they get on the train to uh, Moscow for the May Day Parade. And I loop that up, so there's this never-ending sequence of this old fellow dabbing his eyes with tears and waving bye-bye. And it, that plays behind the action in, in black and white. And, it, and it's alarmingly sad. Uh, it's like saying goodbye to heroism, sort of. It's like saying goodbye to a world which was really a, a 19th century concept. Uh, and that it's irretrievable. And now maybe we're just looking for seeds of intelligence rather than heroes. Um, and there's something about it that I really like. Theatric, it's a, it's a lovely theatrical moment that I really adore.
Never Let Me Down, the title track from Bowie's 17th studio album and as the story is told, a track he wrote specifically for his lifetime assistant, Coco Corrine Schwab. Now, um, I was humming and harring about whether to include uh, <laughs> this next Bowie project, but uh, I think we really have to. Tin Machine. Um, like drawing your fingernails down a blackboard but there you go it had to be included so i'm going to play uh, under the god this is tin machine
Tin Machine. Uh, that product was intended as a back to basics album by Bowie uh, with a very much hard rock sound and pretty straightforward, simple production as opposed to uh, the previous two solar albums. Um, but unlike previous Bowie bands, Tin Machine acted as a democratic unit. I think he only put out two uh, albums with that band. Um, I did go and see him with that band and I wasn't terribly impressed. I queued all night and uh, slept out in the cold to get tickets and was it worth it? Hmm, I'm not convinced. say 
sailor a thousand miles from here. I wished I had a future anywhere near. I love you in the morning sun. I love you in my dreams. I love the sound of making love, the feeling of your skin, the color of your eyes. I long forevermore. I never want to say goodnight. Miracle goodnight. Oh, skin, tell me. Turn it around. Head, tell me. Make it all right. Nobody dancing. Miracle goodnight. Head, tell me. Turn it around. Heart, tell me. Make it all right. Nobody dancing. It was only me. Star, you're beautiful, yellow down on high, swimming around my little room, miracle. Skin, tell me, turn it around, head down, make it all right, nobody dancing. Miracle, good night, tell me, turn it around. From Black Tie, White Noise, Jump, they say, and then an alternate mix of Miracle, Goodnight, which was taken from that album. Uh, Black Tie, White Noise, the 18th studio album, released in 1993. It was his first solo release in the 1990s after spending time with Tin Machine and retiring his old hits on his Sound and Vision tour and also marrying supermodel Iman. Um, this album was an attempt to make a new kind of melodic form of house music according to Bowie, and it featured his old guitarist from the Ziggy Stardust era, Mick Ronson, who very sadly died of cancer 24 days after the album's release. The album was inspired by Bowie's wedding and includes tracks such as The Wedding and its reprise at the end of the album as a song reflecting the occasion. It's commonly viewed black tie white noise as the start of an artistic renaissance for Bowie, 
whose creative enthusiasm and career had suffered in the mid to late 80s after a series of poorly received projects. Uh, now we come along to Buddha of Suburbia and I'm going to play the title track of this album.
the title track from the soundtrack Buddha of Suburbia and that moves us along to the album Outside and this is my personal favourite from that album it's Through These Architects Eyes
And from outside, the next album, which is his 20th studio album, Earthling.
If you've just joined me, this is Claire Mansfield's Radioactivity and part two of my Bowie special. Uh, we're going from 1979 right up until uh, Black Star in 2016. And that was Seven Years in Tibet, the Mandarin version from Earthling, the 20th studio Bowie album, showcasing really an electronica-influenced sound partly inspired by the industrial and drum and bass culture of the 1990s. Let me ask you another question about pre-tours. I mean, it's been four years since the Serious Moonlight tour. Do you ever, between tours, get to the stage where you think, my God, I'm really getting so rusty? I'm talking about the physical... Uh... Uh, physically, no. Um, I would hazard to say that I'm probably in much better health physically than I was in my mid-twenties, thirties. I could never have, I know that I personally could never have sustained a show like this when I was that age. I would have flaked out within a week, quite absolutely, because I was pretty rough on myself in those days. Um, there's no way I could have um, endured it. But these days, I, I guess I've got a kind of a, a system, apart from the cigarettes, that, that works for me. Um, and it's just fairly sensible. Uh, training. I mean, when I'm at home, I go to the gym about three or four times a week in the mornings. Um, and it's nothing very gargantuan, but it's enough to keep me in pretty healthy condition. And as generally, I'm a fairly healthy guy, I guess, going to the gym and all that and, and working out a bit just keeps me in pretty good shape. So, no, I, those, those sides of it I never particularly worried me. Um, if I did have worries, it was about whether I was going to lose uh, the audience, but I kind of enjoy getting off on that anyway. How far I could push my audience without losing them entirely. This is living dangerously. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, this is a, a pretty self-indulgent show. It's a <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, it's, it's really indulgent in, in as much that it's exactly what I want to see when I go and see a rock show. And I presume, my presumption is, is that if I enjoy it, then there's going to be a good percentage of people out there that will enjoy it too. Memory, some say, is fate's shorthand, so it seems. And it seems to me that I do recall at some time in the 70s, uh, the revolutionary and yippie, Abby Hoffman, saying to me over a drink, tomorrow isn't promised. Reminding me that uh, if we move one grain of sand, the earth is no longer exactly the same. No one going on a business trip would be missed if they never arrived. <laughs> David Mamet said that. Which brings us to this Song of Nowness, a new song from the new album. This one's called Seven. City full of flowers 
seven days to live my life or seven ways to die. The live version of Seven recorded in Manhattan and we've moved on to the album Hours and from that album I've chosen the wonderful Survive. Am I naked eyes I should have kept you I should have tried I should have been a wiser kind of guy Give me space Give me space Give me money for a change of face 
from the album Hours Survive and we'll follow with uh, 1917.
1917, followed by We All Go Through from the Hours album. And from 2002, David Bowie released two excellent albums in quick succession. They teamed up with old friend Tony Visconti. Um, we're talking heathen and the more rocking reality. Uh, both showcasing a refreshed and reinvigorated Bowie. Uh, but neither of these albums were really the reputation changes that they deserved to be. But it's funny how emergency heart surgery and a decade spent out of the public eye reverses the blasé attitudes of both public and press. Uh, so I'm uh, going to play a track next from the album Heathen. This is I Would Be Your Slave.
from the album Heathen, I Would Be Your Slave. Um, the next track up was a previously unreleased track from the album Reality. This is Days. the reality tour days and I'm going to follow that with a track from the album reality Full Dog Bombs the Moon
Thank you very much. That's uh, called The Loneliest Guy from the reality album. And you just heard the man. Welcome along if you've just joined me. Claire Mansfield's Radioactivity, part two of my David Bowie special, spanning from 1979 up until the end at 2016. And we're going to move up now to the next day. Uh, This album recorded very quickly and without fuss. Uh, Bowie working once again with Visconti and Old Friends on songs that have quite a jagged live in the studio feel. Um, We've got Station to Station's Earl Slick doing lead guitar um, and sometimes the songs brush past previous work. So we've got the drum intro to Five Years Ending, You Feel So Lonely You Could Die. But instead of leaving you feeling empty, listening to this pretty dark album is a strangely satisfying and enlivening experience. Let's hear How Does the Grass Grow?
You heard How Does the Grass Grow, followed by I'd Rather Be High, another fantastic anti-war anthem from Bowie, both from the next day. Which brings us, uh, sadly and inevitably, on to his last studio album, Black Star, uh, the 25th and final album released worldwide on the 8th of January 2016, coinciding with Bowie's 69th birthday, largely recorded in secret. Uh, Bowie's longtime co-producer Tony Visconti and a group of local jazz musicians um, were employed. And two days after its release, David Bowie died of liver cancer. Producer Visconti described the album as Bowie's intended swan song and a, quote, parting gift for his fans before his death. Upon release, the album was met with huge critical acclaim and commercial success, topping charts in a number of countries in the wake of Bowie's death. Thank you. 
My first track from Black Star, I Can't Give Everything Away. And now we come on to, I think, one of the most beautiful tracks Bowie's probably ever made from the No Plan EP, released posthumously on the 8th of January of this year, 2017. The release coincided with what would have been Bowie's 70th birthday, almost a year after his death. And the recordings featured on the No Plan EP come from the sessions for Bowie's 25th and final studio album, Black Star, with Lazarus appearing as the third track on the album. So this is the title track. This is the stunning No Plan.
No Plan and from the same EP, here's When I Met You.
from the No Plan EP, that was When I Met You. Right, I've only got one more track to play. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to Two Hours of Bowie. Um, I've tried to do him justice. Uh, what can you say about an artist like that? We still all miss him terribly. Um, so I'm going to say goodbye and um, I'm going to play the title track from Black Star, which I still find quite hard to listen to. Take care till next week. Goodbye.
something happened on the day he died. The spirit rose a meter and stepped aside. Somebody else took his place and bravely cried. I'm a black soul. I'm a black soul. 